You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is what uh, this is what Major League Baseball is all about, fathers and sons, two days before Father's Day. Same room that Craig retired and his son was here. Now they're here together, son of Major League Ball player. So uh, we'll take questions. I'll identify people, and you can go ahead just say who the question is for. First off, Kevin, what's it like being back into this place where you grew up? Um, it's, uh, it's pretty amazing. Um, you know, I think, um, my brother Connor sitting next to you can speak to, uh, we pretty much grew up in this building. Um, uh, we know all the ins and outs of it. We've explored every, every inch of it, and, um, it's pretty cool to be able to play here now. What were your emotions tonight? I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't think you can really explain something that's going to be so, so special and so surreal, so, uh. So I guess I'll have a better explanation for you after the game. How cool is this, though? You had, a, you had your major league debut in Toronto. They were, your family was all there. That's kind of like your big league debut here in Houston with your family all here. Yeah, I mean, not just family, but so many friends that are coming just that I grew up with and went to high school and grade school with. And um, it's pretty cool. I mean, I've always wanted to play in this stadium. And, you know, whether or not it was with Astros on my chest or not, um, it's still going to be just as good. Greg, what's this like for you sitting next to your son here in this, in this room? I don't know. It's kind of the same thing like I said to you yesterday, this whole thing. I'm mean, still searching for the words and try to put it all together and how uh, truly amazing it is. I mean, you know, look, I mean, I've uh, I had my own career. I understand how hard it is and all the hoops you got to go through, you know, and then when you're you're watching your son go through high school and do that and then, you know, go play for Team USA, win a gold medal in Korea. It's pretty cool. Go to college, uh, get drafted, and then you got a bunch more hoops to jump through. Um, you're just hoping mix a couple swing adjustments, uh, and then lo and behold, uh, wins an MVP, and then he's he's here in the big league. So for for us, it's pretty incredible, pretty amazing. Uh, I think that uh, if you ask, you know, I don't know, like any any big leaguer to have your your kid in the big leagues, this this is pretty amazing. Yes, Kevin, I think you're around five when this place opened. Um, what, what are some of your more vivid memories of just? Growing up here, watching your dad play after games, coming to clubhouse. What, what do you remember most about it? Um, yeah, like I said, I, I've explored this whole place like during games. My brother and I. I mean, I can't tell you how many times me and him had a fake press conference in here, where during the game we come in here and the mic was still on, and you know we're acting like we're Phil Garner or something, explaining how Craig Biggio hit the game winning hit or whatever. So, uh, so yeah, I mean. A lot of times what we would like to do, we would come in here, kind of mind our own business, stay out of the way of guys, and then once the game started, go in the cage and, you know, play some games off a tee or something and stay out of guys' ways that wanted to hit and whatnot. So, uh, so yeah, I mean, like I said, I, I think I know the stadium at the back of my hand, and um, it's pretty cool to be here for a different reason. How would you describe the work that you put in to get here? Your dad has talked to us a little bit about that. You, you have this remarkable ability, it seems, to improve almost every level as you go through. So what kind of work has gone into your debut and, and this debut? Uh, I mean, it's been everything. I mean, my whole life, everything I've worked for, everything I've gone through school-wise and getting stronger, getting better defensively, offensively, the whole, I mean, everything. I mean, my whole life has led me up to this, this point, and 
you know, just trying to get better every day. I mean, I, I mean, I think you guys hear that all the time from a bunch of players, and it's uh, it's true. I mean, what I want to accomplish as a baseball player is you know be the best player that I can be, and I think if I reach that that level, and I know that I've reached that level, I would be happy with how my career went. So, I think throughout the course of my career, going forward, I'm still going to look to get better every day, and you know, eventually, um, you know, try to bring a championship to Toronto. Kevin, your mother said. Your mother said uh, yesterday a couple different times that when we asked her about you and being here and everything, it, you said it just seems natural to her. That it's a natural fit for you. What does that mean to you, and does it feel natural? Um, I guess uh, just being around this game for so long uh, at the highest level, just you know, being around those those early 2000s Astros teams were pretty good. You know, eventually going to the World Series in 05. I think as a kid and a fan and a and a son, I was just able to take in a lot, and I was able to to watch a lot of the guys play. And you know, I've, I've applied a lot of that to my game, uh, especially at the professional level, where I was able to um, you know get in a routine easier than others. I guess you could say just just because of my experience in in the professional game. And I think that's where you see the the natural and the comfortability here. And you know, as a big leaguer, I mean, you you can't really know what to expect until you really do it. And these past couple of weeks have been, um, you know, they've been good and uh, for the next stage and next steps going forward. Kevin, uh, there's so much attention this weekend, obviously, on you and your dad. But there's also your mom. She was a baseball wife for 20 seasons. She's had a baseball mom for the first time, making it to the majors. What kind of impact has she had on you? Um, I mean, I think our whole family can just say um, just – behind the scenes I mean it's not an easy lifestyle at all and you know what she did for for my siblings and I and and my dad I mean he she let my dad be himself and you know focus on that baseball player that he had to be and I think that goes a long way with uh how he was able to you know perform on the field and you know be the best player he could be and you know I think the things that she did were I mean they're just as hard as what he did and you know, she didn't. She wasn't the one the fans were cheer, cheering for at night, but uh, but she didn't need that. And I mean, that's just the selfless selflessness that she has, and um, just goes to show how big her heart is. You're back, Rob. Craig, Dave Hudgens worked with you earlier in your career, and has worked with Kevin as well with the Blue Jays. He said the other day that if he's going to make a comparison this early, it's that both of you guys had a similar makeup, even keeled and disciplined. As a father, when you hear that kind of praise from a guy coach that you know and probably respect mm -hmm. what, how, how does that make you feel well it makes you feel great it makes you feel that um <clears throat> and i respect dave dave was great and and he was he was huge over here when we had him too uh in the championship season that we had and um you know for him to pass a compliment like that along is it's it's an incredible feeling because he's he's, he's you know, you, you all you can do is raise them. You try to teach them right and wrong. You try to teach them how to play the game right, you know, and you listen and learn. And then obviously, you know, when you have a man like Dave pass a compliment like that along, it makes you feel good. Craig, when you uh, watch Kevin for the last couple of weeks, there's a lot of things that make you smile. But what's the one thing where you really sat back and kept the private thoughts says, yeah, that's my boy. That's what he does best. That's a good question. Um... 
just the way, I, I, probably just the way that he handles himself every day, day in and day out, whether you have a good day or a bad day, whether you walk or strike out or you agree or not agree with the strike, it was called or not or whatever it is, he handles himself the right way, like a professional, the way you're supposed to. Um, you know, the respectability, respect is something that you have to earn every single day. But I see the way that his teammates are around him and they like him. Uh, you know, and he has the respect, and it's a respect is something that you have to continue to earn every single day. And and just to watch him go through his business now, it's it's really exciting for obviously for myself, and my family to see somebody uh, you know earning his own stripes and uh, making his way. Right here in front. Uh, Questions for both of you guys. Uh, Father's Day is Sunday. Greg, you have both your sons here. I mean. What's it going to be like come Sunday for you know for you to play Kevin and Craig for you to be able to watch your son have all your friends and family in the stadium? Um, I think this is the first Father's Day you'll be able to watch me. Uh, maybe, probably, <laughs> especially the. We get a busy schedule, you know. His sister plays softball, and and and, and with him playing, we're always juggling. So we, uh, between my wife and I, we're always trying to divide and conquer. So if you're saying this is the first Father's Day. Um, I, I have to believe you on it. Um, yeah, but I mean, I just think it's it's just it's not just going to be Sunday Father's Day. I think it's going to be this whole weekend. Just you know, it's a very cool experience for me. You know, I've been you know, like I said, I've been around here my whole life. Pretty much grew up in this building, and but I think uh, you know my parents have been coming to this building for for a while, even post playing. And um, I think this time is going to be very different for them, and it's going to be f something pretty special, not only for my dad but also for my mother and. Um, you know, I'm just going to be focused on winning the game, games, and having fun. But, um, but yeah, but it's just a different experience in a good way where, you know, they're coming to the ballpark to watch me play versus, you know, watching number seven play. Father's Day weekend, you know, watching your son play in the big leagues is pretty special. I mean, pretty incredible. Craig, give us an idea of the emotions you have. Well, he got the first hit out of the way, so the hardest thing is getting that first hit, and then you go 0 for 3 your first game, and then you're 0 for 2 the next game, and then all of a sudden, I know it, you start gripping that bat a little tighter and tighter, and then you're 0 for 3 in that game, and then you go into your Sunday game, and then you're able to get the first hit. And you just want to get that monkey off your back. Uh, you know, and then obviously, you know, the fans knew where we were sitting. We were kind of spread out in a little section. And then, uh, you know, he hit the home run. They were cheering just as loudly as I was. And uh, it was pretty pretty neat. The Toronto fans are great. People up there are great. And the emotions, is that you feel that every time? Or well, you know me. I, I, I usually don't show it on outwardly, but on the inside, I mean, you know, it's just you're grinding your way through in a bat like he is. You're watching what he's doing, how he's looking. Is he picking the ball up out of his hand, looking at the defense, how the defense is set up? So, you know, I'm, I'm looking at it like he's looking at it a little different, uh, the same way. And, and uh, you know, when he makes contact, you're hoping to find a hole somewhere. Kevin, uh, I'm sure there is numerous great advice that Craig has given you, good examples he's shown you, but maybe with a sense of humor, what is the worst piece of advice that Craig, your dad has ever given? Well, question. Might not want to answer that one. <laughs> <laughs> That's danger. I mean, he didn't really give me that much advice. Um, he's a very simplistic man and very straight to the point, especially when it comes to baseball. And I think that's really helpful and frustrating at the same time where, you know, we'll be in the cage and I'm you know, roll over the next five balls. I'm like, what am I doing? What am I doing? And he's just like, I don't, I don't know. When I did it, I just kind of just did this, and then I just hit it. And I was like, yeah, you did it over 3,000 times. It's pretty easy for you. So 
I don't know if it's advice or it might just be a little frustration level where he was able to do something for so long at such a high level so well where sometimes he's not able to put it into words because he just did it. Sometimes the best thing said is nothing. You just got to figure it out and keep working, you know? Mike, do that. Uh, Rob's question about Hudge. How often is your dad in the batter's box with you? I mean, he talked about your composure and last night, your last at bat, you strike out looking on ball six. How how much is your dad in your head there with you? Um, um, I don't really think at all. I mean, no offense. I mean, I think. Um, <laughs> Not taken. I think the the player that and hitter that I've become is is what I've learned to do on my own where, you know, if you look at the type of hitters that we are, I'm not as much of a free swinger as he was. I mean, I like to take my pitches and wait for my pitch to drive it, and if I don't get it, then I can get on base and, you know, possibly score a run. And I think that honestly compares to a lot like his, you know, guy he played with for 15 years in Bagwell. And, you know, I was able not just only watch him, but also watch Jeff. And when it, when it comes to... I guess you say my dad in my head when I'm hitting, it's not really approach-wise or anything, but it's always, you know, a respect thing of the game and, and always have fun. I mean, you know, my whole life I've always played the game hard, just like he's taught me, and, you know, that's why you'll see me run, run out a ball on a routine ground ball and, you know, busting my butt down the line trying to maybe – beat it out or, you know, shortstop clanks it or throws up the line a little bit, I'll be safe and, you know, that could change the course of a game. So I think that's where you see, <clears throat> excuse me, the biggest impact on, on him and my game. Craig, was there a point or a time or a game where you were watching him play or in the backyard throwing PP to him where you said, he's got a chance to be a big Um... I mean, you always dream and think, you know, that your son's going to be a big leaguer, but, you know, the reality of it is, you know, being honest with yourself is let's just take it one step at a time. So, you know, he was pretty good as a younger player. He was he was pretty good. And then um, and then when I, I retired, you know, I had one of the, the, the greatest gifts that, uh, that I could ever have as a father is I got to coach him and his brother together in high school. Uh, for two years, and that was pretty cool. And then, so as they're starting to develop into that manhood a little bit and starting to develop into an older player, you're going, all right, if he keeps working and keeps, you know, keep working and, and making some adjustments and changes, you know, uh, you know, maybe he can get drafted, you know, maybe he can go to college and play there. And, and then he was able to do, have the opportunity to either one. And then once you get your foot into the game, you know, then, hey, that's all you ever asked for. I have a chance here, right? And then... Um, you know, watching him, he, he's, he made all the stops along the way. And then, you know, in, in my evaluation, it was like, if you continue to stay on this path, you're going to have a shot at it. And then the biggest thing that he ever did is when he came home a couple of years ago and he modified that uh, the wiggle a little bit at the top of the zone. And then when he did that, it was the game changer for me. I'm like, legitimately, you have a legitimate shot now to be successful in the big leagues and hopefully play play for a while. And then uh, so it was kind of trying to put things in priority wise and check and, and check but then it was like during the course of his his whole life growing up he's he's checked all the boxes and, and did all the things he's supposed to do but I think really making the swing change was you know was was probably the game changer and then that's when I said to myself you know you got a really good shot out of kid Kevin <clears throat> you have teammates of Uriel Jr. his brother really plays here Black Guerrero Jr. obviously his dad is a lot senior 
your father, Greg Biggio, those two guys specifically went nuts when you hit your first home run. Mm -hmm. Can you just talk about what it's like to play with those guys as your teammates and have something kind of common ground with the family affair? Yeah, I mean, those guys, um, you know, I consider them my brothers. And then, I mean, same with the other 23 guys or 22 guys in that locker room. Um, you know, Vladi and I, we played together the past two and a half years or whatnot, and, you know, we, we've grown pretty close. And Guriel, when we first signed him, he came to Dunedin, and we got dinner for the first time when he was first there. Didn't know who he was. He didn't speak much English, and, uh, you know, my buddy spoke English and Spanish. He said, hey, ask this kid with the weird hair if he wants to go eat dinner. So, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, um, you, know, you talk about those two guys, and, you know, you know, they, they, when they got here, they didn't speak the best English, and I mean, they still don't. Um, but when it comes to our personalities and our love for one another, it's there's no no lack of communication between us, and there's no language barrier between us. And I think that says a lot with um, about our relationship and about you know how close we are and and the things that we can do together in the future. Kevin Craig told us a couple days ago the reality is. He wants you to do really well, and he wants the Astros to sweep for obvious reasons. Pat, can you appreciate the buying he's in? What do you think about that? I don't care about that. I'm, I'm trying to sweep the Astros. <laughs> you know, I grew up rooting for this, rooting it for this team. You know, with my heart out, screaming, holding, holding the Biggio sign, and you know. <laughs> This weekend, I just want them to want to see them lose these three games most more, most of my life. So, uh, for him, yeah, I mean, I can see, I can see that. But um, but for me, you know, we're trying to get out there and you know have a have a good game tonight against Cole and you know hopefully uh, string a few wins together. You got a job to do. Shy last one, uh, Craig. As you watched Kevin go through his first couple of weeks in the big leagues, have you reflected on maybe your first couple of weeks in the big leagues and what those have been like? Kevin, is there a piece of advice now that you're here that maybe you heard from your dad over and over again and kind of ignore and now that you're here, you're like, oh, man, that's right, the, you know, he, he, what he was talking about? I'll answer the first part of the question. Really just watching him play and then the similarities in my first week and his first week or two weeks is like in this game here, you try to have a short-term memory. If it's a good game, you want to remember a little bit better. If you have a bad game, try to forget about it as quickly as you can. But you learn from your mistakes that you made, and you understand that you know, you're going to have to continue to make adjustments uh, in the big leagues because pitchers are going to make adjustments, and you're going to have to make adjustments as you go along. So uh, that's part of the process uh, in playing up here. And uh, it's really fun to, to, to watch now in the beginning of the journey for him. And, uh, and, you know, and he's been pretty successful at making adjustments when he has to. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, Craig. Okay. I was going to answer his question. He also asked me. Um, but piece of advice, um, you know, growing up, very simplistic man, never really, you know, gave me a lot of advice on too many things. And But I think one piece of advice he gave me in high school is, you know, don't put too much pressure on yourself. And I think in high school, I was going through a time where, you know, it was like I was trying to hit a home run every at bat. And if I didn't hit a home run, I felt like we were going to lose. And he was like, you know, you don't have to hit a home run every at bat. I was like, no, I don't know. And, uh, but when you get up here, it's so much different where, you know, you want to do well and you want to you get a couple plays a game. You want to prove yourself that you can play in this league and you can help this team win. And, um, you know, past week or so, I wasn't able to get a hit or so, but I'm getting on base and I'm having good at bats. And, you know, I started to find myself trying. It's like, I, I just need to get a hit. Like, I just want to, like, prove that I'm able to, to hit here. And then, you know, going in the off day, going to Baltimore, you know, I was like, you know, I just need to stop putting so much pressure on myself. I just need to, you know, go out there and have fun and uh, 
just play the game that I love. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team and our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game series against the Toronto Blue Jays. Astros in the middle of an eight-game homestand on which so far they've gone three and two after uh, losing to the Brewers their last time out on Wednesday, six to three in 14 innings. Justin Verlander, a career-high 15 strikeouts in seven innings and a no decision. Tony Kemp had a two-run double, but the Astros saw their win streak end of two games, taking on a Blue Jays team that's won two in a row after winning in Baltimore 12 to three yesterday. Astros 46 and 23, first in the AL West, nine and a half games out of the Rangers. The Blue Jays 25 and 43, they're fourth in the AL East, 16 and a half games behind New York. It's time for today's pitching matchup brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Well, it's Garrett Cole on the mound for the Astros this evening. And Cole coming off one of his best performances of the season, although he got a no decision, giving up just an earned run, striking out 14 and not walking a batter in seven innings. Yeah, Garrett's pitched plenty of games this year when he hasn't gotten the win, but certainly pitched well enough to, to deserve that victory. And, and what he's done is he... He makes adjustments very quickly. Of course, he's extremely talented, and he's got one of the best fastballs in all of baseball. And uh, the strikeout numbers right now, when you're looking at the strikeouts per nine, it's it's really something to behold because what for, what uh, he and Verlander are able to do so far this season, really unprecedented. Aaron Sanchez on the mound for the Toronto Blue Jays, led the American League in ERA three years ago. It's been up and down for him since. as though with some injuries, some finger issues, but I mean, this is a guy when he is at his best, he can be one of the tougher pitchers out there. He really can. He, you know, and he won an ERA title a few years ago, and he's always had that two-seam fastball that had a lot of dart action to it, and he threw it mid to upper 90s with that two-seamer, but doesn't have that anymore. And you talked about the finger issues, and uh, that fastball straightened out a little bit more now, ha- ha- stays on plane a little bit, so he's relied more so on the change up in the curveball. He's got one of the best curveballs in baseball. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Well, Father's Day weekend and Kevin Biggio is here with the Toronto Blue Jays leading off today. And obviously his dad, Craig Biggio, uh, Astros legend, Hall of Famer. And, you know, Kevin, he grew up seeing all of that. But mm-hmm. I think there's no doubt Craig Biggio will never be more nervous at a baseball game <laughs> at Minute Maid Park than he will be these next three days. Yeah, it's kind of funny when he talks about it. He wants the Astros to win, but he wants Kevin to play perfect. You know, yeah. and, uh, who can blame him? And, and being his coach in high school and all of those things and, and all these fans here at Minute Maid Park and those listening uh, to this broadcast probably watched Kevin grow up. He and Connor at the ballpark so so many times and out in the spotlight. But uh, somebody who grew up in the game, and there's just not a whole lot of, of Hall of Famers who can say, hey, I get a chance to watch my son play at the, the very field where I, I collected all those milestones. Coming up next, we'll have the manager show with A.J. Hinch, presented by Waste Manage- Management a little later. Let's talk with our ConocoPhillips Math Teacher of the Month. But now this from your local station. What's even easier than hitting a home run into the Crawford boxes? Deep to left field, and you can kiss that goodbye into the Landry's Crawford boxes. How about cracking open a delicious Crawford Bach? Carbox Crawford Bach pairs perfectly with peanuts, stadium dogs, and a good seventh-inning stretch. 
Plus, a portion of the proceeds from each beer goes to the Astros Foundation to support community initiatives. So root, root, root for the Astros with a cold Crawford Bach this season. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Welcome back to Astro Launch, everybody. This is Steve Sparks, and I'm with A.J. Hinch before the three-game set with the Toronto Blue Jays. A.J., you guys had to make a, a move uh, in your bullpen. Can you explain that? Yeah, we, well, we've been taxed pretty heavily in the bullpen, and to protect some of our pitching, we needed to recall uh, an additional arm in, in Rogelio Armenteros, which will be exciting for him. We, we add a nice young arm who, who's never made it to the big leagues before, so yeah. it's a big day for him. I'll try to get him in the game in the next couple days. Um, if the situation allows, but a, a true success story for our development people. He's not a high, hasn't been on the high on the radar with the prospect list. He's really worked his way through uh, Bill Murphy and and Drew French and the guys in AAA and our and our roving did a great job with getting him prepared to pitch in the big league. So he's a four pitch mix guy. He's another Cuban. We now lead I the know. world in Cuban players in the major league level. But an exciting day for him. And you saw him and probably kind of started to like him two years ago in spring training. What did you like the most? Well, his control is usually pretty good. He's got four pitches. He can mix and match a little bit. His changeup's really good against righties and lefties. He's he's just a a, a, a strike thrower by nature with, with, with weapons that can pitch to a game plan. He's yeah. had uh, an up-and-down career thus far in, in, in trying to figure out who he is. I think when, when he gets to the major league level uh, and face some hitters, when he pitches with his strengths, you're going to see a lot of – a lot of secondary pitches, some finished fastballs that play up a little bit, and in an, an easygoing demeanor. He's very calm under pressure, which is a which is a good thing to have. Hey, one of the biggest stories uh, this weekend is going to be Kevin Bizio coming in, and you've gotten to know Craig really well in the last few years. How well have you gotten to know Kevin? Not a lot. He was here in the winter time, and and Biz would bring him up, and and he'd get a little work in. And I remember him in college a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. He would be around during during some of the summer, and and you know I always heard about this kid with a good left-handed swing, and yeah. and as he as he got through Notre Dame and got and got to the to the draft, and um, you know he started working his way through the minors, putting up numbers. You know, I, uh, Craig would sit in here and watch the the minor league games on his phone while yeah. he would catch up with me a little bit. So I've I've seen him from afar. He's a nice young man. He's leading off tonight, which uh, is no surprise. They're going to put all the pressure on him to come home and and play and. Uh, as I told Craig yesterday, I, I hope he goes 0 for 4, and I hope we win. <laughs> you hope he goes 0 for 4 too, yes, huh? Absolutely. This is there's no 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 friends and family discount here at the uh, at the stadium. I'm proud of him. I'm ha- I know that was a big day for Craig and for Kevin when he made his major league sure. debut. But um, let's get through this weekend, and I hope he has success elsewhere. All right, to Toronto Blue Jays team as a whole, it looks like there's a lot of free swingers in this lineup. Is that what you see? Yeah, they're young kids, and they're, they're, they're really making a transition from some more notable names to a really young group of prospects that's not too dissimilar to how we were in 2014 and 2015 yeah. with, with names that are going to be very recognizable, Biggio and Guerrero Jr. and Gurriel. And, and you know they've, they've added a few veteran guys in Smoke and Grychuk and guys that, that, have, that have been around a little bit. And, and they're making their transition to a youthful position player group that, quite honestly, is really dynamic. They're yeah. they're dangerous because they're they are so young and they um, they will go up there and, and and put everything on the line to, to play the game. The couple of the, the younger kids, Biggio and Guerrero, obviously been around the game for a long time. Sure. Very rarely do you face back to back Hall of Famers, and now we're facing the sons of those guys back to back in the one and two hole. So, um, interesting group of players. We we need to play well to beat them. 
You spoke of their one and two holes. Yours are a little different tonight, too. You slotted up Bregman and Brantley at the top. What's the reason for doing that? Well, mainly because, I mean, most of our guys are hurt, and Reddick doesn't really look comfortable in the leadoff spot. And so with you know, with the idea of getting Bregman and Brantley the most at-bats, you know, I, I think it's important for us to, to keep those guys going. I considered a couple other options in the leadoff spot, but I haven't liked the way that Reddick has looked in the leadoff spot the last couple of weeks. And that, um, no, no fault of his. I just think he's a little more comfortable batting a little deeper in the, in the, in the batting order. We're going to get healthy uh, over the next couple of weeks, and you'll see Altuve up there and hopefully get Springer back and see him up there. Yeah. But for the time being, I'm just going to give our best hitters the most at-bats of the night. We're looking at the lineup card on your desk right now, and you look in the three-hole. For the Astros, there's a Gurriel, and for the Blue Jays, there's a Gurriel. That's pretty unique. Yeah, I can't let I can't let Charlie one up me. So we're gonna, <laughs> just going to have a Gurriel face-off in the three-hole. Our guys playing in the infield, their guys playing in the outfield. But uh, another good storyline. There's so much overlap with us in the Blue Jays when you look at Biggio and Gurriel and. Uh, Dave Hudgens, who's the bench coach with the Toronto Blue Jays, was our hitting coach the last couple of seasons. There's there's a variety of guys that uh, that cross paths on both sides, so it should be a fun series. Last thing, this is Father's Day weekend, and I know you were very close to your dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he passed away when you were in college, but as a father now, what what have you taken uh, from what you learned from your dad? Well, I think I mean, patience for one, and just and just allowing the kids to live their their best lives, allow the kids to bring the best version of themselves out. In the variety of things. I mean, we've already lived our childhood. It's important for us as parents to guide our kids, but not not overwhelm them with what our thoughts and, and, and ideas are for them. Let them develop. And it's the way my dad was. It's the way I'll be with my girls. But uh, And I've always associated Father's Day with, with baseball. I don't think my girls, in their lifetime, they've never not had something to do with baseball on Father's Day, and this will be another great day to be together. Sounds like the, your relationship with uh, Bregman, too. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Bregman's just my long-lost son I never had. All right, good luck today. Thanks, Brian.